Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to another episode of BOMM. That's right. Black opinions matter, motherfucker. I'm your host today, Black Trey. Joined always by Big Jerv. What's going on, Jerv? Not a thing, brother. How's everything? Blessed, man. Blessed, grateful, all that other stuff. Man, we got some DMPs this week. We got a meme. We got Waz. This is Waz off week, so he definitely didn't get a DMP. He just got a special Kawhi contract going. But this Waz weekly, uh, this he got a weekly hang now. <laughs> man, something like it, man. Well, man, first of all, I want to start off with Doggy Style turning 27. I know that's an odd number, but I wanted to pay homage because I'm a West Coast guy, you know, and I know you like that album too, Jerv. So shout out to Snoop Dogg and, and, and uh, Death Row Records in 93. Bro, that, we, we, can, we can big up that album every single year because to this day, every single album that comes out with hype is the most anticipated album since Doggy Style. It's crazy. Yeah, 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 for sure, man. Absolutely. Um, so this, this past week, we got a chance to see history be made like history. And when I say history, y'all, y'all understand we talking about Gucci Mane. We talking about young Jeezy on a 15 year beef, not five years, not 10 years, 15 years beefing over a situation that happened in the streets. Jer, before we even get started. Have you ever had beef with somebody longer than two years? I'm not really a beef bull, but I'll say that, I mean, like, you know, you nah, I never had beef with somebody over two years. I've not fooled with somebody, but I wouldn't necessarily call it like beef. Like, you know, I have like exes and, I think and shit beef, that I wouldn't I think, fool with. Can you clear that up for people? Because people are saying, yeah, oh, no, you got like beef. beef no, nah, beef is different, dude. Like Jeezy and Jeezy and Gucci had beef. Like beef is like you know, like Big gave us a song, right? Beef, beef is everything Big said in the song, but on a normal human being level, right? A normal nine to fiver. You know what I'm saying? Beef for me is like if you and I have beef, bro. The second you walk in the room, is tension. We may not say nothing to each other. We might not even do nothing. But I'm going to tell you this. You're not going to be comfortable in that room, and I'm not going to be comfortable in that room. And we're going to have our eyes on each other the entire time. That's beef. I'm going to tell you right now, my version of beef is Peter and the Chicken from Family Guy. Every time I see you, I'm oh swinging God. on you. It's, I'm taking your head off. It's on site. So if, it's really a, if I really have that type of problem with somebody— then it's on. Every time I see you, we gonna fight. It ain't no passes, ain't none of that. I don't care if you're holding your kid. I must take your head off. So thankfully, I don't have any real quote unquote beefs with anybody. Um, but as far as falling out, um, have you ever fell out with somebody and then rekindled? Um, 
Nah, bro, I'm petty. I'm like, I'm petty as shit. Like, once I get to the point where I don't fool with you, like, I'm the type of individual, it take, it, it doesn't take a lot for me not to fool with you, but it takes a lot for me to get to the point where, like, yo, I, I don't even want to be a, around you. You know what I mean? Like, there's individuals that, like, I may be like, oh, you know, that's my man or that was my man or something like that. But then, like, they'll do something. And then, you know what I mean? You walk it back a little bit. Like, eh, boy, just cool or she just cool or whatever the case may be. Um, but once you get to there's really no turning back. Uh, for me, once we get to that point, because you've just uh, you've shown me so much, and I'm just like, yo, you just a nut. Like I I can't I can't fool with you, right? Like I I don't want to fool with anybody who I just think is is corny in a way where it's like you not you not just born corny, like you just move corny. So you mentioned walking back, right? With the walking back term, how do they handle that? Do they know that you walk back on that situation where you like, I'm cool on them, but I ain't strictly done with them, but I just ain't messing with nothing that they associated with. How do they even, are they aware of that? Do they come up to you on some situation or is it just like a mutual understanding? Now nah, it's obvious when I don't fool with you. Cause like I'm the boy that, that, that'll walk in the room. First of all, I don't like sh- not shout out the COVID, but like COVID is a blessing to a degree with me as far as like, I don't got to shake nobody's hand ever again. I hate shaking hands. I hate coming into the room and it being 20 people. And then like, I try, I'm the dude that tries to figure out a way not to shake anybody's hand or whatever the case may be. Cause I'd rather just do that. But once I get to a point, like if, if, but if you my man and it's not that many people in the room, I'll dap you up real quick, but I don't dap you up. If 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 I if I don't fool with you, I damn near don't make eye contact with you. You know what I'm saying? It, and, and for me, once when 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 you get to that point where I don't even acknowledge your presence in a room, like that's how you you got to be blind not to peep that I don't fool with you, right? Like if I used to chop it up, kiki or whatever the case may be, and joke with you and all this that and the third, and then all of a sudden. I don't even acknowledge your presence. Like, and when I say don't acknowledge your presence, bro, I'm talking about we could go to a, a, a fight party. Everybody in that joint could be having a super time, and you could be talking to to my man, somebody that you know, not my man, but somebody that I associate with. And yo, dude, like I won't even go on that side of the room that you on. Like, you know what I mean? Like you'll you'll be like, damn, this this nigga egging the hell out of me. Like, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and to me, it's just like, yo, bro, bro, or, or, or sis, this is how you made it, right? Like, I, I'm not going to go out of my way. I'm not going to fake smile or anything like that. I feel like I owe it to you to, to give you that much to be like, he don't fool with me, right? Like, you know what I mean? I'm not going to laugh it up with you and be like, oh, damn, you're fooling me again. You shoot me a text and I just got to ghost you on the text or something, right? I'm going to just let you know when I see you. I'm not even really even talking to you. Yeah, so in my case, man, I, I have a backstory on my situation. I was really cool with this one cat and it got really point. It got to a point where it was like, you dead to me. And we had to cross paths every week because we played in this league together. And it was so awkward because... We would just walk past and don't say anything like we didn't acknowledge. And the people that knew us knew that we were actually cool at one point in time to a point where it was like, dang, like they really don't speak. You know what I mean? So then it got to the point where some further on down the line, like a couple years later, something happened. And I talked, I bumped into this person like parent. And when I bumped into the parent, the parent was like, oh, you didn't hear such and such. Something happened to the person. And I felt something a little bit. So I'm like, dang, like, should I say something? But then I also know this person's character is just as petty as mine. 
So I actually reached out on some life is short shit. Right. And when I did it, we put everything behind, but we had not been cool for so long that we basically, when we started kicking it again, we outgrew each other and it was just awkward. So I don't know if I could ever do that again to that point of like trying to rekindle a fallout because during that space of time, you become a whole different person. You meet other people, your interests change or the stuff that you was doing with that person possibly rubs you wrong now. So, um, yeah, now that was definitely a learning experience for me, but enough on that situation, Jerv, obviously us, uh, blocking people in real life let's get to the topic at hand um so we got gucci and jeezy over 1.6 million people tuned into this that means they was breaking records on here first of all shouts to swiss beats apple music timbaland and all parties involved who was able to get this to to go you know i mean because we definitely didn't think it was happening i know you were uh saying what happened with ti what, what was your thoughts on that when T.I. got subbed out? Um, so when I first saw um, someone repost Gucci's post, my first thought was, oh, all right, you know I mean, niggas just being niggas. You know I mean, this, they gave us the Internet. This is what we do. Right. And then I saw that he had commented and he called my man Snowcone. So then that made me think, hold on, there's something to this. So then I, I instantly went, I think I even hit the chat and I'm like, yo, like what the hell happened? And it just made me realize. And first of all, let me be clear. T.I. is one of my favorite artists to ever do it. Right. Like I fool with ball. Um, what was it? Uh, trouble, not trouble, man. Uh, King. Um, um, uh, what was it? Paper, not paper. Paper not trail, trap music, paper tra- urban trap legend. music, urban legend, urban legend, trap music. That's what I was thinking of. Right. I love them albums. Dome on, I'm rocking out. But it also made me realize before seeing, I got actually another thought afterwards, but before seeing this, it made me realize how much of a second thought T.I. really is when it comes to right or wrong, when it comes to not, not just Atlanta music, but just music in general. Like T.I.'s not... T.I.'s in that weird space where he uses these... He's, these. He's Kevin Hart, bro. Think about this in the comedy world, right? You love him while he got his start. You were a big fan of it. But then his popularity outgrew Atlanta. You know what I mean? He's When you associate uh, T.I.'s music, you're not like, oh, he's an Atlanta artist. It's like, oh, he makes more music for everybody to adapt to versus these two artists. Jeezy's early stuff was... Atlanta heavy like his style was all yeah. that and then now he's almost at T.I.'s level where Gucci is like not really too caring about the music but the culture he's uprooted he's passed the plug to so many artists that he's a he's trap god he's the trap A&R out of that situation so obviously these two are well respected so um, you found out it's official and we all hyped about it. We've been talking about it all week. Who's going to get who? Last week we talked about, you know, you said Jeezy was going to win. And most of the most of the chat said Jeezy's going to win. I, I, You know, I was being the devil's advocate. I picked Gucci Mane just because, you know, shout out to 1017 Brick Squad. But let's, let's get to the start of the stream where we had to wait 45 minutes and stare at these baby shower chairs. 
Like we were at a point where they were late to their own event. Like it was a real concert. How'd you feel about that? So full honesty, that was what Thursday night. So it was six thirty Eastern time. And I told myself that let me just take a quick little nap real quick. Cause I know what tonight is about to be. Like I need all my energy. So I did not wake up. My nap turned into like, I didn't wake up to like 8.30. So I turned it on literally um, at the first or second song. So technically, I didn't see that part. So for me, it was perfect. Like, I, I woke up thinking, oh, shit, I just missed half of the battle. Like, like oh, oh no, like, this ain't the one, dog. Like, I can't miss this one. But the only thing I missed was, um, which I wish I didn't miss, was when Gucci came on and he started off with round one. Hey, and he bombed first. That's the he thing. I, that's the thing I liked about it, and it was pure entertainment. Shouts to Gucci and his team for picking those songs because you had Holiday. Wait, you think that? Oh, when you hold up, when you say entertainment, you mean his actions were entertainment, or like yeah? They, I mean, because we're gonna get to that part. We're gonna get to that okay. part. We're gonna talk about it. Because so, I don't think that shit was entertainment. So because when we got to that, because when we got to that, right? He starts off. And it was so awkward. Even in comments, we weren't even physically around each other and everybody was anxious. Like, will he react? Will he react? What about the niggas in the back? Like, we're looking at everything. I definitely thought the DJs was about to end that shit at some point. So when it got to a point, you got Holiday, you got the... Uh, what's my man? What's the Jeezy's uh, DJ name? Oh, um... Oh, my God. Uh, why is that not? Why is it escaping me right well, now? Him, he said it a million times. Shouts yeah. to him. You know what I mean? But he was hyping hey, it up and he was instigating. The DJs were instigating the entire thing. So it made it even like 10 times worse. And they upsold it really, really good, right? So we get into the we get into the battle, and all of a sudden, Gucci drops truth. Finally. And when he dropped truth. And he said he was smoking on Pookie Loke. How did you feel about that? So I got I got extremely nervous because I did not think any of that was entertainment, right? Um, and I, I saw everyone bigging up Jeezy afterwards, saying, "Oh, that was growth," and G and, and Gucci. I don't care what anyone says. Allegedly, fifteen years ago. Mans did what he did, and the outcome was what it was. I'm not knocking any human being, man, woman, black, white, whatever the case may be, if they are still holding a grudge for an alleged case that happened. Like, so when it went to that route, I was like, I understood everything. I understood why Gucci was doing it. I just, I just was like, damn, like. Not right now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, damn, y'all, like, y'all realize this is live streaming, right? Like, so anything that happens, they're going to pin it back to this right here. Um, <clears throat> I, it was comical. So that's why I wasn't. said it was great entertainment, Jerv, because it got to but, that bro, point. Like, it made you feel. It's like if you were watching a movie and you. Yeah. Some something happens and your palms get sweaty as if you're in the scene with it. I and they nervous. sold it so well, right? Because after he performs that, Jeezy says, you're not going to disrespect me like that. And he turns into Martin Luther Jeezy and he gives this great speech. Now, yeah. again, 
Uh, that's me clapping for uh, for Jeezy having growth and being able to move on, even though he tried to kill Gucci. But I that's a whole nother story, Allegedly. right? Allegedly. Allegedly. And he drops Get Your Mind Right. Now, I'm not going to lie. I was rooting for Gucci the whole time. But when I heard the DJ drop, dun, dun, I'm the realest nigga in it. You already know God trap of the year. Ben Rose, what you give it? Uh, when that shit dropped. Lifetime supply, bacon soda, clientele. Listen, mm. when I'm that sorry. shit dropped, I, I ran out of the room. I ran out of the room. I literally was like, oh my God, this shit's fucking over. And to be fair, I love the songs that WAP was choosing. And obviously, he had more of a funny approach because he was joking around the whole time. He was throwing his ad-libs in, calling Jeezy pussy, saying, let's have a versus battle with Chains. And then I liked it slick. Jeezy hit him with the grown man shit like I own half of Atlanta. You talking about five million to Chains, I own half of Atlanta. That kind of shut it down. It shut it down to a point where Gucci lost all momentum, right? And it got to the point where you realize how crazy TM101 is. Because he could have smoked him off TM101 by itself. Alone. Alone, right? So my results on this, and tell me if you agree on this, right? First of all, never in my life would I think I was live to see all of these disc records be performed live in front of each other for one so shout out for 2020 on that and then Jeezy won but Atlanta and the culture picked Gucci overall um also funny parts Jeezy was saying I tell you that like Hank Hank Hill yeah <laughs> I tell you what though <laughs> he said that if I was a drinking game I would have I would have probably died oh yeah you you died yeah and then, uh, also, Gucci fit. He was dressed like Shorty from Good Times. Yeah, uh, James. What was his name? Uh, what's his name? The Pop. Uh, what the hell is his name? George Jefferson. Oh. No, that's Jefferson. <laughs> Not Come Jefferson. On, uh, <laughs> Come on, man. James. 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 Uh, James uh, uh, man. Yeah, James. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. But hold up. I, so I read something on that. Okay. Now, I don't know. This is one of them things. I don't know. But I would not put it past anything. So my man posted something saying, so Gucci said he got a $10,000 outfit on, right? And I, and then, so apparently that was the, from what I read, it said that that was the check. That was the amount that was on his head, right? And then he then, he then goes and talks about his jewelry and apparently that was the whole the whole setup was the boy was trying to take his jewelry. So like at first glance, I was like, oh shit, like Jeezy just killed him. Like he over here showing the one side that they want us, and I'm not trying to shit on Gucci because you know I respect dude or whatever, but the one side how like Gucci's over there acting like quote unquote they want us to act, right? Like, he's putting on the show. This is what they want us to do, right? And then Jeezy counters it with quote-unquote grown man talk. But then, like, if what I read was true, and I don't believe everything I read on the internet, but it it sounded believable, right? Like, if Gucci had other meaning behind the numbers and the way he was saying it, like, 
I get that the grown man talk was listen for 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 the people for the young for the youngest that was listening for the clips they're gonna go viral. That is dope that they hear that. But for the people that lived that era. They remember those times, the people that Fab's talking to when he said it was the 90s, you had to be there, like when he's talking about drug dealing and all that type of stuff. Like, yo, that 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 is some crazy talk for him to, in my opinion, to like kind of like have inside talk with Bull, even though, you know, everybody, you know, you, you get what I'm trying to say. So, like, I, I really thought that was dope. Um, but to, to answer you, I you so you think you you think that Jeezy lost or won? Your, uh, in your opinion, I mean, from my Not, opinion on the outside, on the outside of perspective, Jeezy won because he had the better records. But yeah. for Atlanta to choose, and when you look at it overall, when you look at a battle, that's what you're really going for. It's not about who sold the most records because that's how America viewed it—the popular songs. Gucci don't make popular songs. You know what I'm saying? He don't make he don't make enough for that. Yeah. When, you, when you aim for it that way, I don't think Jeezy intended to make popular songs, but his album, just like T.I.'s Urban Legend, became a popular universal album. You know what I'm saying? I don't think the intention going into creating that masterpiece was like that. I think it was like, I'm telling my story and the people that really do this, it's going to feel it. And the beats is going to be crazy. And that 2005, everybody was outside. Everybody was everybody outside. Everybody was outside. So it's a different type of feeling when you think about Gucci situation, mixtapes, features. You know what I mean? When you think about, he didn't perform yeah. um, uh, Go Hard. I mean, Go Head. Shorty got her ass on hard, on hard. Yeah. He ain't perform um uh Black Beatles. Could, oh, then he didn't do that. You know what I'm saying? He didn't perform uh Swing My Door. Like he had so many songs that if he had the right coaching or he if he was going on that, his main perspective was to keep the streets. Like, you know what? The streets want to hear the diss records, the street want the tension. I'm gonna give it to him. Versus Jeezy was like okay, I'm the bigger artist here. The streets want TM 101. The streets mm. want some recession shit, some inspiration shit. Like, he has more albums than Gucci Mane. Gucci, it, Man, uh, Gucci Mane has more mixtapes. Yeah. And so I I think I think both strategies were dope, right? Like, I think um, and I think I said this last week too, like Go if, if Jeezy was at an advantage because this was a national thing. If this was strictly in Atlanta, I don't think Jeezy has a shot at that's, all. That's why I said last week. Right. Let Atlanta judge this, and then you would have been fair. So th- there was no but fair how way if, for he, either, if he oh. owns half of Atlanta and people but, love you how you post. Yeah. I, you have to relax, and that's the thing. It's the difference between. Who really it's rock with you and who hood, don't? Though. You know what I'm saying? Because the hood is going to make that real call. Well, see, see but the, the, the disadvantage with the hood would be that you'll have, and I'm not even going to get into what side I would be on because I think it's just ridiculous that the hood would even take this stance. But this is the hood. This is what we do. You got one side of the hood that's just going to fuck with Jeezy because of 
you know, him being Jeezy and him doing this, that, and the third. And he has the grimy songs, like you said, but his songs just came out in the era where grimy songs So look at, it, look at it this way, too. Everybody that bumped TM101 is working a nine-to-five. <laughs> Hell yeah. And got kids. And got kids. Hell 15 yeah. years from now, we've all graduated to maturity. Now, not saying that we don't love Gucci Mane's stuff and Gucci Mane's stuff is not recitable or, you know, that you can't learn it. He's just put out so much music that he's just a volume shooter. So the point of you like, oh, this is my personal classic. Oh, this is my personal classic. When Make the Trap say, hey, fire. Like, he got shit, but it's just that it's not a complete album where TM101, you could just hit play. You got a song with Hove. You got Go Crazy. You got Seen It All. Like, you can go down the line, and Gucci don't really care to that extremity. You know what I mean? To that point of, like, hitting commercial success. He's like... A hood nigga that just want to make enough money and go on about that way. Jeezy is like, okay, I beat the game of life. I was a drug dealer. I did all this other shit. I got the blueprint from Hove. I got into real estate to be rich forever. And then now I'm a president of a music uh, company. So he not thinking about, he thinking about all this other shit. This nigga running treadmills and talking about health as well. Gucci working out too, but he still cares about the bling. He still cares about... The young, so and that still tracks the young crowd. So he can play that still in that situation, you know. Um, to wrap that part up, so icy is their version of the boy is mine. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I got you. I'll follow. <laughs> That's just a wild comparison when you think of it too, but it makes sense though. It makes sense, that was, bro. That, that was an amazing moment, dude. Oh, no, it was great because we were like, huh? It yeah. went from tension to like, oh, we won. So Hip hop won. And that goes into your theory more that it was all entertainment. I'm just sorry. I just don't see how this could have been entertainment. If you can, dude. If like, you I just can, don't see it. That's the thing, though. When you look at it, not only did it take courage for Jeezy to go up there and not be like pissed off about him rapping about his boy, his dead homie. But then there's also courage from Gucci to be vulnerable and say, all right, I'm going to squash this beef. I'm going to get up here and make this money. I'm going to throw a party with this person and Atlanta be cool because Trap God said so. Big Wop said so. And Atlanta mm-hmm. was cool. They was able to throw a COVID party in Compound. Which, which was... I still don't think Jesus should have went to that party. I seen an Instagram story that said, it's so much COVID in there. <laughs> luckily, I got the anab- luckily, I got the antibodies. <laughs> that ain't funny, but that was the funniest <laughs> shit I ever seen. <laughs> that was the best thing I seen that week. Atlanta is doing something different right now. They, I don't know how. I don't know how they in business. I I'm a, but that ain't my business. Shout out to Atlanta doing what they gonna do. Get that money. Do what y'all gotta do. But that was entertainment. Um, potentially, Jerv, game and Fifty Cent. How do we feel about this? So, <laughs> I think that's another John that would be okay. I I wouldn't be as hyped for that. Um. And not even hype for the culture for that. Um, 
But I would want to see Why it just not, because I, I just want to see Fifth promoted. Like Fifth going to be just like that is Fifth in full form. Um, I, he already started as saying that if they do it, can't uh, he can't play nothing they got that, that he's featured on. They can't play anything that the other one's featured on. Which, by the way. I think it's super duper dope and it sucks for game because it'll be just like Gucci. Like this, like to me, game is I super disagree, duper nice. Though. I think game got some shit when you think about Jesus Peace, when you think about Doctor's Advocate. Documentary so, don't really overall shape his career. And I know people love, hate it, or love it. Because that would right. be their boys boy is mine. Or how we do nah, it. but right. But what I'm what, no, what I mean is more so. And from a bar standpoint, like I, I fool with Game. Like I listen to his albums, them Jones roll. Um, they're cool. But I feel like Game is more West. Like when he got done with Fifth, he is more of a West Coast artist. But he's not West Coast artist like Kendrick is a West Coast artist where he's to the world, right? So it would be a Joan worth like if you had if it was in Cali or something like that, and you had only Cali people vote, Game would win like easily. But if you make it a, a net, 50 has, I mean, 50 can go any angle, right? Like he can go all top 100 type songs. He can give you all that G unit mixtape crap that he was putting out before um, in the in the club and all them joints came out. I, I don't think game stands a chance unless they make it. And I'm not disrespecting him, but unless they make it a local thing, like game doesn't have a shot. Like not what I disagree. Like he doesn't. Bro. I disagree. Bro. I disagree. I think that his mixtape is just he as got good. For, I get what he no, but they they're but you're 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 speaking it from it from, and I get you. You you said like you were one of the people I know samples all music. So like I know you listen to everything, but your West Coast ear is crazy. Like like you nah, just have a crazy West I'm Coast not, I'm ear, not, dude. I'm not, I'm not crazy about I'm not crazy about game though. I respect his body of work. I'm more Fifty Cent than game. But I don't but you I do know think his body work. But I do think it's closer than what we really are saying. I don't think that it's just far off. Do you want 50 to play AO technology? No, <laughs> or, I, I or candy don't, shop? But, but when he, like this nigga had niggas nah. singing candy shop, family. Like But but when he plays I get money. Great song. In uh, like, first of all, like Jeezy with one on one. He could let that joint rock. So I'm not the biggest 50 so fan, but that loving, first 50 you ain't album. loving none of those game Lil Wayne collabs. You ain't loving none of those game Kanye collabs. You ain't loving no game. Like, he, no. because those game McMill collabs. I, 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 didn't think, I didn't think about all them Because you, you got to think about all the songs, all games albums, the past mm-hmm. eight years have been compilations where he has like 20 features on there and they're bangers. Yeah. So nah, you don't like think I, he, you hear nah, me? I don't think he's, yeah, I hear you. I just don't think he stands a chance against Fifth. Like Outside, he doesn't. Okay, maybe he maybe he's in a Jeezy situation where Get Rich or Die Trying is his TM one on one. Yeah, that, that's what I was gonna say. Like Fifth can play Dan or anything off Get Rich or Die Trying, and that's going to it's going to, it's going to appeal to the audience more than than whatever game plays. Game's got a short clip of songs that's going to appeal to every single person, the 1.9, the 2.3, whatever it is that's going to tune in. He's got a short clip. now. If he, but again, if you're making this 
for the hip hop backpack dudes or whatever, games got a chance. You make it all on the West Coast, then it's like it's ridiculous. But Fifth has shits that we're going to be 55, 60 year olds at our whatever respective birthday parties in a in these 50 cent tracks are going to come on. Hey man, running with Tony Ayo. I, I like documentary, dog. He has a he has a solid first album. He does. He does. So, all right. So, moving on from there, because you're not you, okay. So, you pick fifty on that one, right? Yep. Okay, and then potential tribe car quest first outcast. Hmm. <laughs> Damn. I mean, um, it, it was rumored, so I mean, I'm just I'm just putting it out there in the so air. I, I put it out there. Um, I love tribe. Tribe is no disrespect to tribe you just can't fuck with that. Like, that's just not fair to them. And it wouldn't be fair because Tri- I don't feel like Tribe would get the, the flowers that they that they, that they they deserve to, to, to get. I don't really know who but they could why, go up but against. why wouldn't they get the, the, the flowers? If the, right, because, if the right people are tuned in, which they right. will be, it ain't going to be no young boys. If, 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 if you're a young boy, oh, that's, in, not, that's, that's what I'm saying. Not, if you're us. a young boy in there, and you are trying to observe that, and you're not a student or a hip hop historian. Okay. I think you're not going to pull up to that as much because that's not their palette of music. It's it's a rare company of backpack rappers now, right? That that you're going to be like, okay, damn, I want to listen to some tribe. You play Midnight Marauders. You play Stank on You. You know what I'm saying? You play Equimini. You can go down the line with these guys. The right crowd is going to be in there. Hip-hop going to be in there. And it's going to be a fair judge. Now, it's going to be on what song they pick that you're going to be like, God damn. And I'm sure Q-Tip going to have his own little shit where he can drop Vibrant Thing. He can drop a couple joints in there. Yeah. The same thing for Dre and Big Boy dropping their solo shits in there. Their goody mob hits in there. Their dungeon family shit. I mean, I just think I'll Screw it on the bar. Look, I I I, I uh, which called Tribe is one of my favorite groups ever. They like they are. But they, but like Outcast is damn near the greatest group ever. Like the greatest group ever. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I think that Outcast has Whatever angle they want, if you want to make it straight, if, if if it's a backpack audience, they got plenty of tracks for that. If you want to play the hits, they have the hits. If you want to play, if you want to, like, they can, man, they can go to all that mixtape shit. Like, if they if they really really wanted to, like, I would lose my mind if I if I um, what's the joint? Art of storytelling. Um, that joint or uh, or what's the joint that Dre and one Big Boy four, did? One by of, the way. Like, yeah, bruh, like, if they do any of those, like, again, it's like they can appeal to every single audience member that will be in there. So I would like to see that just because I would love to be able to to jam. And, um, damn, I sound super old. I would love to be able to just rock out, you know what I mean, like I did for um, X and, and, um, and Snoop. Or whatever Ross and Chains, even though that really wasn't that fair, but it, but it was more of a celebration. 
I feel like that joint would be more of a celebration. The Jeezy and what you call John, it may have been a celebration, but my mind wasn't ready to allow that to be a celebration. So I would like to see Tribe and, and Outkast. I think that would be dope. I just think when it's all said and done, no disrespect to Tribe, that, that could be one of them Jones. Like if you was doing a scoring card, it could be like 13-7. Damn. Some, some, like, like Damn. not a joint where like try. Like, said thirteen a, seven. It can't be closer than that. I mean, what you want me to give you? Fit, like, what you want me to give you? Eleven nine. Hey man, I really think I really think Tribe could could do something, man. Nah. I mean, they can. They Oof. can do something. They can do something. But I tell you this: if Tribe get that first ten, it's a wrap. Like, if, if Tribe get that first 10, because you know Tribe going to come out swinging with that first 10. And they're going to be crazy, but but Dre and Big Boy could literally counter with the same exact version of a song that, to the audience that's listening to it, probably is going to be a bigger song. Okay. All right. All right. I'm just saying. 13-7. I'm just saying. 13-7. Game, like game and fifth would be like 15-5, keep it a bean. But, but <laughs> you said you said gang would smoke like that? That's crazy. Yeah, I love Ami would probably agree sorry, with you because he just is anti-game. But it's yeah. it's all good, man. Well, hopefully those two happen. Um, and then we can talk about those. Um, but let's talk about I mean, we're we're still stuck on feud. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Reunion. What was your what was your initial thoughts going into this? Now this has been thirty years. First of all, we're old. This is thirty years of a reunion. What did you expect before you even like when you hit when you just watched it? What did you expect from it? Um. So I'm the person that thought that they was. I thought it was on. It was about to be on some uh Seinfeld with Curb type thing where they were about to give us like a like a low key, like couple of episodes type thing. That's what I originally thought it was. But then when I found out what it, what it was, how it was a celebration, this and the third, um, my mind instantly went to, damn, Uncle Phil's not going to be there. And how they you look like James Avery, by the way. I mean, I've heard that. Um, uh, Uncle Phil's not going to be there. And damn, how they going to do this, but not show Aunt Viv no love. Like I just, I just assume Aunt Viv was, and no disrespect to the second Aunt Viv, but to me, Aunt Viv is is is, is Aunt Viv. It's, you know, what I mean, it's the first Aunt Viv. So I knew the other Aunt Viv uh, was going to be involved um, because pictures had surfaced, right? Okay, so I knew that she was going to be involved, but I didn't know the backstory. <sighs> And when you hear about the backstory and you think about Will Smith being 21 years old, first of all, before we even get there, let's just start. They intro the cast. The cast is there. They're sitting around the set, you know, and they're breaking it down of audition tapes and all this other stuff. And you think about, you know, from Jeffrey to Carlton to Hillary to Ashley Banks, you know what I mean? Not even factoring in light skin out Viv yet, right? And then you got Will Smith, right? And how they found out was on tour in Detroit. It was Jazzy Jeff and Will, and he got the call, and he says, I'm about to have a TV show, and he said, mentioning, you know, if you're in Philly, and maybe you can attest to backing up this claim, if you're in Philly and you say you're on TV, it's just somebody with a camera and not worldwide on national TV. So when Jazz said that, how did you feel about that? Did you feel that? No, nah, I mean, I, I, I understood exactly what he meant because in Philly – 
I mean, it's probably like this everywhere, but I mean, I, I only know what I know, and I know Philly. Um, during that time, everybody that had, could get them, themselves on the hands on the video camera was trying to do their own thing, right? And it's dope. Want to shout out to Instagram for this, like, and all these like OGs that that are that 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 took footage back in the day that is now surface that now allowing this this footage to surface. So you're seeing, like, you know, different artists or different you know actors and actresses. Like you're seeing stuff that they did back before putting everything you did out for the public to see what's the thing to do. You're seeing these things surface. Um, so I felt them, dude. Like, you know, like if somebody was to come to me right now and be like, oh, yo. And then from Philly, right now, to this day, even though I know how things work, yo, I'm about to, you know, I got my own TV show. My initial thought would be, oh, all right, you, you probably just doing something out your crib. I wouldn't even think that be like, oh, damn, who picked you up? So I understood exactly what Jeff meant, dog. It was the times back then. Everybody was trying to hustle. Everybody was trying to do their thing. So they get on. Shouts to Quincy Jones giving Will Smith an opportunity. And then shouts to Will Smith bringing Jazzy Jeff on. Because he could have just forgot about his mans and said, you know what? I ain't rapping no more. Got my Grammy. I'm about to do this big time, right? And he's doing this at 21, 20, 21 years old, you know? And in that particular situation, I think they were in season three. So it's almost like he just got drafted. He ended three years in the season. And he working and he, he creating this masterpiece. And, you know, um, he explains just, you know, they, they all talk about and share a moment about James Avery and how his presence was felt on, you know, set, you know, whether it was just him and, and, and his trailer listening to like jazz music, whether it was just, you know, him being a thespian um, and just bringing out the performance and everybody wanted to impress him. You know what I mean? No matter who it was and him, him being a father figure, not only um, cast it, but like in real life. Um, and also the infamous scene where, how come you don't love me no more? Will Smith actually messed up and couldn't get his lines out. And then James Avery grabbed him and said, you know, you can do this, you know, and he killed it. And obviously that's the scene that we see that's viral all the time now to this day and impactful. Um, you just didn't know, you know what I mean? Like, for those six seasons that it ran, how how much it was going to mean long term. Um, another thing that was very interesting was to see Will Smith learn everybody's lines. Yeah, that was wild when they were playing all that stuff back, and like, and then they close up, and you see him literally saying the people's lines, and to think that's what we saw on television, but we didn't think to see that at the time. Which is another thing, like it's crazy how the mind works. Like, you know, what I mean, we it's literally right there in front of our eyes, but we don't notice it. But I mean, that's shout out to him, man. He was he, you know, he he came in, he was an underdog. You know, th you know, this was before everybody rapping and everybody singing just got TV shows, you know what I mean? And it was just the thing, like, you know, I'm not saying people didn't get those, but back then it was kind of like, oh, he's just a rapper. Now, like, you know, a rapper or someone or a comedian gets a TV show and it's like, oh, that's the thing that happens now. Rappers and comedians get TV shows. This is the next step, man. But, you know, shout out to Will, man. Like, you know, it, you know, he explained that he was coming off of a dud album Um he was, you know, I didn't realize at the time, you know, that he was broke, but it makes sense when you when you hear the stories and you know a little bit about things that he's been through and it being that era when um, 
young black people with entertainers, nine black people, young entertainers would get get a bag. And then before we were aware of not having to help everybody out or or always trusting everybody, Will's over here trusting everybody and or I, mean, well, I don't know if he's trusting, but you know, I'm sure there was some of that involved and it come to find out he's broke. And then for this man to 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 to, you know, take that jump and, and I mean Philly doesn't really big up Will the way that we should big up Will. Um, probably because we're such a quote unquote grimy city. Uh, you know, we had that grimy vibe. Uh, you know, we love the griminess of the city. Um, so we big up the Beanses and and all those dudes because they're, they're the streets. They're, they're us, man. But, man, if it wasn't for Will, like... It, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think a lot of people from Philly would be on because Will was inspiration. Will was, you know, you watch. He, Will, I always had a special place for Will because Will was the, the dude that made it. And, you know what I mean? If you can make it, Will can do it. You know what I mean? Anybody can do it. So, you know what I mean? It was just dope seeing him put all that work and all that effort into it. And I didn't realize how how experienced a lot of the cast members were prior. I mean, I, I knew who Carlton was before from uh whatever that show was um but i didn't know james avery or um or the second aunt viv um or i i just assumed jeffrey is was you know he just seems like he was a thespian and and in mad shit you know whatever so i'm assuming he was but like i didn't realize how experienced that cast was until they did like i guess it would be like the breakdown the player profiles or whatever the case may be so i mean that's dope just watching will be able to hold his own and then for him to shine, you know what I mean, amongst that crack, amongst that crew was, was super duper dope. So one of the funny things was Jazz would wear a specific shirt whenever on, on those episodes. And now it's kind of, if you go back and look, you'll know now when he's going to get tossed out of the mansion. Um, so he would just record and it got to a point where they said, you know, we recorded this shot maybe 40 times of him getting tossed out. You know, where he would just do the, ah, you know, so um, that was the interesting, interesting part. And then you look at, uh, they finally highlight um, just different things, too. You know, when you look at uh, Alfonso Ribeiro coming up with the Carlton dance and he just dope. read it in the script and said that, you know, um, Carlton dances the character. And he said, what what actual dance would just be unique and and, and stick out? And he came up with that dance and Will was like, even I can't do it. And I'm pretty good dancer, you know, and it was to the point where he owned it. And to this day, people are still doing the Carlton dance, you know, so um, definitely, definitely legendary. Um, let's let's talk about the first Unviv. So uh, Will and Unviv uh, meet up and, you know, a couple, prior, couple days prior to of the recording and they talk and it was almost like a, like we were flies on the wall of a therapy session. She got a chance to express her hurt, express, you know, how she felt, what was actually going on. And then also was able to forgive Will and the rest of the cast. Um, were you aware of any of that that was going on in her life? I had no idea that any of that was going on in her, in her life, not like one ounce of it. The only thing I remember from that time was what she 
was what she had mentioned to Will, which was that the rumors came out that she was difficult. Like, that's all I remember, you know what I mean, from that era, was that she was quote-unquote difficult. And that was and the then, worst thing that you possibly could call a black woman in Hollywood at that time. I've never, I, I and I didn't realize until, I, I didn't realize until I actually put some thought, I've never seen her in anything. I'm not saying she hasn't been, but I haven't seen her in anything else she other wasn't. than Fresh Prince. She wasn't. And, she did and a, that's crazy, She bro. did a Vlad interview, I want to say four years ago, expre- explaining a little bit about it but didn't go into detail as she did in this reunion. She said, you know, like, this is Will Smith's kind of, he was the one who didn't want me on the show and kept it at that. So when those viral clips went around and all this other stuff and, you know, they were like, Janet, you know, she didn't da 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 da. And, and when he finally, you know, owned up to like, yeah, I was 21. And you think about, that's a lot of responsibility for a 21 year old to be mature not saying that it was okay, but also her being pregnant, her being, you know, having to shoot on being pregnant and then also being abused at home and then trying to body that all up and, and, you know, also work out a situation where she's like, look, I know I'm being difficult. I know I'm not being funny. I'm uptight. Everything's going on at home. And she's not even sharing that. She's just trying to make it work. And instead of, you know, out of, you know, out of the respect of the show and also being loyal to, you know, um, you know, thinking about it, she had a non-compete, which most contracts are like that, where you can't just go from, all right, your character being killed off in one show and then now you're on the next show. It doesn't work like that. Maybe now in these times, but back then they had the number one watch show outside of Monday Night Football. You watch Monday Night Football that's, that's and then you wild. turn to Fresh Prince, a prime time. So think about that. So then when you go into that situation of her character being, you know, killed off because she didn't accept the offer that they gave her, she ended up killing her career off of it. And everybody else continued to grow. I mean, Ashley Banks, Tatiana Ali end up recording some music. Alfonso Ribeiro appeared on other things. James Avery appeared on other things. Um, I don't know about light skin on Viv, but we got intro to the new album Viv and it was business as usual. I think it was, you know, it's pre-internet. So it wasn't like a huge ordeal. It was just a common conversation in your house. Like, dang, they switched up the character. All right. I think J- still good. Jazz mentioned it the one time it was like this, you look different and that was it. We laughed at it and it we was laughed. Like, oh, well, yeah, it was, one, it was written yeah. in as a joke. You know what I mean? And, and it went to that way, but she caught the back end of 30 years of blackball. Her family's, you know, said they ruined, you know, yeah, she ruined her name. That, that was wild. And then also, you know, being difficult in, in Hollywood, she never found work off of that. And, you know, hopefully this situation, the reunion was able to chip her off or get her situated and financially on that situation. I don't know what's going on, but she said she really enjoyed being on Viv because it gave a black woman like characteristics, strong characteristics, like powerful, like educated, a mother um, could dance, like has so much freedom in that character. And I'm sure that birthed a lot of our, you know, the women that we have now in this generation, seeing Viv do it, especially a dark skinned woman, you know, because that's the thing that she mentioned. Like normally those roles were casted to 
to fair-skinned women, you know? So, um, shouts to the first Aunt Viv, shouts to the second Aunt Viv, because she, you know, she did her part too. She did her thing. And I like that she also was able to share the stage with her, you know, when they actually met for the first time. That was even wild too. They had never met. Yeah, I thought, I, I, I definitely was like, oh, damn, she's never met her before. Like, not even in passing have they ever met um i did think it was dope when um when og and viv broke down like how powerful it was for her to be in a i think she said like a five thousand dollar sweater but she still has that uh in her to snatch off her earrings real quick and be like oh no it's about to go down yeah right like um I, I like i don't know why that was so dope to me but it was like you know what i mean and again um, as a kid, I didn't realize that she had a five thousand dollars sweater on. In fact, to be to be one hundred percent honest with you, the only person I really thought that could dress on that show was Carlton. Really? Like, so, I didn't, so you were yeah, pro, so you were pro fashion Carlton on that? I to a degree because I mean I grew up just I, polo shirt. I wore polos like every day of my life. I just kind of got out of that room where I just. Like yo, it's just I'm just hoodies, t-shirts, and I'm not really throwing a collar unless I got to a collar. That's collar, a that's an interesting take, man. Because you know the only time I actually rocked with Carlton's outfit was when he was Ceno, and he when he wow. when he put the bandana I mean, on his head, sense, yeah, though. yeah, and he went to that. But I also, you know, me growing up in the hood, I was looking at it in a situation. Not saying that you didn't grow up in the hood, but like ideally, that's what I was seeing every day. So Will was more of an identity to me. And then also, yeah. I was too young to acknowledge the sneakers. You know, when you look at him wearing the Columbia 11s, the Penny 1s, you know. He was getting them John sent early, which I didn't I didn't comprehend that back in the day. Yeah. I mean, and you, you, you only, you only if you're if you're a sneakerhead and you look at it now, you're going to be like, damn, he was wearing some heat. And, yeah. and not matching. Like, he made it okay to wear whatever you wanted. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's definitely one of Carl my... Carl Knives on and, yeah. Outside of Pharrell, Will Smith is one of my early fashion icons, man. Like, a lookbook, virtually. Oh, wow, okay. I mean, because that, I mean, I try to aspire to that now to this day to, like, never wear jeans ever again. Hell yeah. But it, you know, Cozy Boys Forever. But you look in this situation, like, I thought it was really dope. Um, one surprise, and I had been thinking about it the entire time I was watching it, was where's little Nicky? And he shows up. Yeah. Uh, who was that? The, I, I, so I had like a, um, <laughs> I had like a five seconds where I was like, oh, damn. They got everybody back but little Nicky. And I was like, all right. And shout out to whoever cut the tease on the thing because the way that they had cut it when they showed Tatiana Ali just getting super duper emotional, like, Oh my God. Like I thought that was for Aunt Viv. Can, I didn't. Can you explain that for the I people that don't know that world? I, like, I didn't, oh, what, you, what you mean? What are you saying when they cut, like when they were, uh, Oh, Oh my bad. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, 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 they cut the joint where it's like they took, um, the part where Tatiana Lee is getting super emotional and excited, and then they basically cut it to a, a, a another time in the entire show where, you know, uh, they made it seem like that was the reaction she was having for Aunt Viv coming in, who, by the way, came on came in on the complete opposite side of the damn stage where Tatiana Ali even turned to. And I'm even mad at myself for not realizing that in the edit, that, like, damn, they got me. I like, but I didn't even like Nick. Look, little, little Nick. Look, what's Nick? Nikki, 
Nikki. That's his name? Yeah, it was Lil Nicky. Yeah. Like, yo, he did not even cross my mind. And to keep it honest, no disrespect. Shout out to homie. You did your thing, bro. I, I you know, I hope that you excelling in life or whatever it is you're doing. But like, eh. Yo, they wouldn't have had him on. Like, I wouldn't have missed. I I would not have done anything other than probably right now. I'm like, oh, damn, they didn't have Nikki on the show. When did you tap out of the show? When it was like. I was. I did all six years, dude. I, I did six years with him. So you weren't rolling with Nikki? You got to kind of acknowledge him. He was a he was, mean, a he was a key person. I'm surprised. Well, I'm surprised Will's mom wasn't a part of it. So here's the thing. I would have I would have been hyper to see um any one of his three aunts. Um well not anyone. The the, the dark skinned one, she kind of was eh, Jan, the one that played I think her name was Jan or something like that. Like she didn't need to be there, but Will's mom and his oldest aunt, whatever her name was, the um, the one that's on uh, grownish, I'm not grownish, blackish. I would have loved to have seen them. I would have rather have had um, one of his uh, two uncles or whatever. Like Nikki did not need to be on this show, bro. Like he was he was on the show for what two years, maybe tops. I like, mean, you know and what I mean? also like, you have to look at how many, how many. Actors and actresses did Fresh Prince break, like give them their break or like their intro to the world, like the yeah. Nia Longs, the Tyra Banks, the Don Cheetos. Um, you know, I mean, you can go down the line. Every woman that he dated, like they they end up going into something. You know what I mean? But they had a chance to be a part of that heavy. You know what I mean? Like that was one of those. You know, she was already out, but Laura Voorhees was on it. Yep. So when you when you really think about those cross platform scenarios and, and 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 you know, I think they mentioned Fresh Prince was totally black excellence. Oh, for sure. And and not because of not because of the wealthy situation of them living in um and in, in Beverly Hills, but more so in I mean Bel Air, sorry, different city. Um them <laughs> them living in Bel Air, but just the unity you know, the importance of family, the importance of college, like those were the things that our generation needed to see and to influence and to motivate and shout out to Quincy Jones and the rest of the writers and whoever else worked on that for creating a beautiful masterpiece that's like going to be in our lives forever. Um, um Yeah, man. I mean, I think that show, I think when it's, um, it's crazy because we're bigging it up now. But when we talk about when, you know, you're just spinning off the top of your head and you're just talking about like shows from that era that were dope, it doesn't get mentioned off top like it probably should. You know, what I mean, we go to like the Martins, um, the Cosby show, you know, what I mean, like those type shows. And I feel like we overlook Fresh Prince a lot of times. And shout out to them, man, for being able to get their flowers, you know, while, while, majority of everyone is still here and able to smell them and appreciate them man and um you know I, like me personally i appreciated appreciated the show um you know i grew up with my mother and my father but um you know uncle phil uh you know is one of those dudes that like even though he wasn't my pop or he wasn't anything uh to my family you know like i saw things on there and like you know it it, it was it would be inspiring to see those type things and and to to know that he was from the slums of baltimore 
You know what I mean? The case may be, but, you know, he made it to Beverly Hills and Wills from West Philly made it to Beverly Hills and Aunt Viv's from Philly made it. You know what I mean? It was just dope, man. It was a dope show. Um, I, You know, I think they did a hell of a job with the uh, reunion episode. Um, yeah, so, you know, I tip my cat to him, man. Everyone involved in that d- d- deserves uh, a pat on the back because they really, they really did a nice job with that. All right, we're getting to that part of the show where we're getting ready to close out. Um, this week is Thanksgiving. What did you got planned, man? I know it's COVID. You know, are you playing it safe? Y'all going to do the Zoom thing? You going to do the small gathering in your crib? What you got going in the Gervais residence? Um, Man, it's just small. Ain't, ain't doing much. Um, I wanted to pop over to a friend or two to, 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 to get Haven to be around some kids, but... The way this thing is just spiking right now, cause it's, it's it's about to be a whole bunch of crib, a lot of crib with a with a side of the back of the back with maybe uh, some front grass going. But other than that, dude, if it if it ain't the crib, I, you you're not gonna see me there. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, man. Um, I know I got invited to my first Zooms giving. Oh, um, nice. So you know, I'm, I'm probably, zoomed out. Yeah, I mean, I get it, dude. <laughs> I mean, I might pop on there for about five minutes to holler at my folks. Um, in the distance, um, going to see my grandma, but also oh, nice. crazy thing about here in Oregon is that if you have more than six people, you will be fined $1,250. Mm. So I think that should be incorporated everywhere. They got, I know, I know in Philly they got some sort of, <laughs> but you can see the type of time we on. I know they got some sort of limit of what you can have in the crib, but. I wish they would find it, but they need to. They need to, bro. Take this shit seriously, man, because it's wild out here. Absolutely. Please wear your mask, wash your hands, social distance. Jerry, what is going to be a dish that you're looking forward to having? Well, I don't fuck with dessert, so you can count all that stuff out. Um, for Wait, me, bro, how you don't fuck with dessert? Nah, dude, I'm cool, man. I think, I think that Thanksgiving, I think pie cakes all that shit is just super duper overrated yo like nobody nobody wakes up and says yo i can't wait to get a piece of sweet potato pie like you may want to get that sweet potato nah. pie but you what you sound listen you don't, bro, know. you don't want that mac and cheese listen sweet potato pie with some ice cream or peach you cobbler add it. no 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 or peach cobbler with some ice family cream. Some ice cream, obviously, but when you're looking at it in this scenario, how you not hyped about the desserts? Your mom ain't uh, never cooked nothing, no, no crazy desserts that you really was just like, yo, my mom make the best this. Nah, my, my mom make a fire mac and cheese that I'm excited to have. Or what about <laughs> you know what I mean? or, or Mark Lamont Hill's mac and cheese? Or dude, he said he was trash, uh, right? Nah, I ain't fucking with Bull. Bull probably got Kraft mac and cheese or something, dude. Like, I'm not fucking with Bull the mac and cheese. He don't even fool mac and cheese like that. Yo, if I come to your crib and your mac and cheese don't either have breadcrumbs on the top or it don't got that. Why would you have breadcrumbs on top of your mac and cheese? Because you got to get that, 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 that,
My mom, Listen. shout out to her. She does the she does the breadcrumbs and she puts peppers and onions in the mac and cheese. Listen, no disrespect to Miss Chervey, but don't put that shit in my mac and cheese. <laughs> Listen, I like my, I like my I'm mac and cheese. Up, you a plate. Listen, I want my mac and cheese with four cheeses. Four. Oh, it's going. Four cheeses in it, bro. But listen, all that other shit added to it, that's a casserole. Nah, it's not casserole, bro. <laughs> it's not casserole, dude. It's not casserole. Yo, it's the bread. Yo, it, it's either got had a breadcrumbs or it's got to have that, that, that. It's got to be baked just long enough that the top layer gets like a little bit of a coating on it, so it's kind of like firm at the top. I don't want to just stick, bro. Like I don't need my jaw sounding like. You know what I'm saying? When I stick the spoon in, sound dude. like that like, thing. Like, yeah, bro. Like, how funny is that? Like that. Like, it's cool, but like, come on, dude. Like, so, so, that, if so, it ain't that, turns you, so that turns you off hearing that noise. The moistness, oh, no. of, the moistness of the mac and cheese. No, it's, I mean, it's cool. I just prefer the coating, brother. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, I like to get to that point. I don't need you to start off. I don't need to start it off like that. Okay, so no desserts for Jerv. Mac and nah. cheese. And if you have mac and cheese, you ain't touching it if it don't have the right stuff in it. Yeah. What, uh, type, what type of noodle are you rolling with? I'm an elbow noodle dude. Okay, bro. so elbow noodles. Y'all hear that, America? If you ever making mac and wow. cheese post COVID and you want to send John Gervais some mac and cheese or you want him to try your mac and cheese and be a judge, don't come through without the elbow. Oh yeah, bro. I'm I'm not trying that shit because you can use anything other than the elbow. Your mac and cheese is dry. Listen, what what your mom putting it again? Breadcrumbs. I'm telling you, dog. The breadcrumbs with the peppers and yo, you're not living until you had the breadcrumbs with the peppers and onions. Listen, but my mom's gonna make like, the best mac and cheese. That sound like a Philly cheesesteak. I'll, I'll, I'll do a hard pass. I'll personally say that Thanksgiving has not been the same in the past five years because. I don't eat the same foods, so my excitement level isn't there. I feel like I've been robbed that holiday because of my diet. But so that's why I, you're looking forward to the to sweet potato no, pie, no, no, bro. But here, you we can't go. but here we go. Here we go. Here we go. When I did get down, must must things that had to be on my plate: dressing, dressing. I had to have you mean like you mean you mean you mean like gravy. Like the dressing, like the the, the, the stuffing. Oh, draw our stuffing. <laughs> I mean, stuffing. hey, I don't know what y'all call it, man. Stuffing, dressing. Okay, the dressing with a slice of cranberry on the top. You like cranberry I sauce? I like cranberry sauce, bro. Right. Oh my God, you yo, you the second person I've ever met in my life to eat cranberry sauce. Yo, there's a whole aisle for like five people in this world to eat it twice a year: Thanksgiving and, and Christmas. <laughs> that's, that's it. Bro. All right, yeah, that's facts. And then macaroni and cheese has to be on my plate. So then, depends where you at. Collard greens for sure. Yeah, I, I had a collard greens. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not against black eyed peas, but they can make it on there too. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm Caribbean, so we do pea, we do uh, rice and peas with okay. the uh, with the pigeon peas. I don't bro, like you try I that, don't bro. like peas though. I've always oh, been right. I've been anti peas, but I can do it now as an adult. But as kids, peas was like, I got you. Okay, and then I'm choosing ham over turkey every got single to. time. Got to turkey got is to. trash turkey to me. Soaps. 
Turkey, yo, Turkey's played out, dog. What no, is but this, Turkey 93? is trash. It's not. There's nothing you could tell me that I'm gonna really be like, yo, Turkey and fire. They, they like, oh, yo, you got, you got to get the fried turkey, yo, bro. I just want turkey. Like, listen, I don't fried need the turkey, fried turkey, honey turkey. I don't care what you put on that turkey. That nah, turkey ain't for me, that dog. Ham, no. Woo. Okay. Ham with that little, sl- yeah, bro. Now, now you, now you on my land. But you, do you eat ham? Will you eat ham for Thanksgiving? Back in the day, I would have ate ham. Oh yeah. So hold up, time out. What is your Thanksgiving now like? <laughs> yo, put me down. What is your Thanksgiving plate looking like now, yo? So uh, I always it's like a joke because I'm, I'm, I'm ve- <laughs> this is crazy, dog. <laughs> so I'm vegetarian, man. So I can still eat cheese and the dairy products and whatnot. I try not to eat as much, um, but it's technically sides giving. Okay. So it's all sides. So candy yams. I mean, that's not that bad of an idea, though. So I'm saying candy yams and mac and cheese and still the greens, but the greens can't have, like, the meat in it. You know how people be putting a special not, sauce. Not eat greens then, bro. They ain't got yeah. the so what <laughs> I got that pork in it. What, what I've done has picked up from um, um, Whole Foods. They do a pre-order meal for two, and I just... What kind of neighborhood is your Whole Foods in? I mean, I'm in Portland now, so I would know. But I was in, I was yeah. in, um, I was in Tempe in Arizona back then. So like during those couple of times, it was good. It was actually was it good. A bro. neighborhood. I mean, it's a college neighborhood. I mean, I don't think I don't think your Whole Foods is gonna get really jiggy. Did you and, have to add seasoning to your Whole Foods? Yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, okay. I add seasoning. So to, I mean, I add seasoning to anything. To be honest, though, you know, like that's just that's just my nature. I ain't gonna never stop that. But uh, we are we are living a little healthy. Um, it looks like, man, we went over time. I mean, we could talk about Thanksgiving all day. Um, but that has been our time, Jerg, man. Um, to our listeners, man, thank you for tuning in with us always. You guys have a happy holiday. Be safe out here. Don't hit those crowds with Black Friday. Try to do some Cyber Monday stuff or something, man. Let's try to slow down this uh, COVID scare and all this other stuff going on, man. And let's get healthy, man. Um, for John Gervais, for Rob Lopez on the ones and twos, for Amin and Waz out this week. Much love from the bomb and Count the Dings crew. This has been another episode of Black Opinions Matter.